on this Fluid Power World podcast. Today I'm speaking with Alan Carlson, who many of you know as the retired CEO of Sun Hydraulics Corporation. Alan is currently at the University of Florida Innovation Station, Sarasota County. Thanks for joining me today, Alan. You're welcome. Happy to be here. Great. Alan, I know that engineering education and workforce development has long been a passion of yours. And now that you've retired from Sun Hydraulics, uh, tell me a little bit about the work that you're doing at the University of Florida. I know that you're focusing on uh, bringing some of the engineering education from the main campus in Gainesville down to the Sarasota area, right? That's correct. So primarily uh, the function of my of myself and my staff uh, is to connect um, the local needs, opportunities of companies, businesses. Typically, they're the they're the the engineering or tech community, but not always. Mm-hmm. And connecting the uh, the assets with the University of Florida with the, the needs here in the local community. Um, that's the primary function of our of our uh, Sarasota Innovation Station. But the secondary thing that we're doing is connecting. Um, uh, the local college with the University of Florida and using the infrastructure of the local college uh, to, to teach engineering classes for University of Florida College of Engineering. Okay, so I assume you're also working with uh, local businesses there around Sarasota to see what their needs are? And if so, uh, what, what are they telling you? Uh, that's correct. So I spend uh, the majority of my time and, and one of my staff members' time just interviewing local companies to uh, to understand what their uh, what their needs are, and, and typically it's 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 all around uh, capability and capacity. Mm-hmm. So and it and it varies from time to time. So a company may say, "I'm out of capacity to do a particular project, and I need you know I need some capacity to do that, uh, and it may be temporary or maybe permanent." Uh, but sometimes also it's capability. Uh, maybe a mechanical engineering kind of company that's that's involved in an electrical or computer science project that needs uh, assets that uh, that they don't have. Okay. So if I, I was a high school senior myself and I wanted to major in engineering and attend the University of Florida, how would it actually work if I lived in in the Sarasota area? Like where would I apply and and where would I actually attend classes during the four years of my education, Alan? Correct. So um, you, you apply directly to the University of Florida. Okay. Um, you indicate uh, on your application what your interests are. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending upon those interests and where your preference for location is, um, you could be admitted directly to the University of Florida at Gainesville. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some kids have done that. You could be admitted to the University of Florida Gator Engineering at State College of Florida, which is a, a local college. Um, or you could be con- uh, connected to the University of Florida through the Santa Fe Community College, which is a feeder school to the University of Florida. So there's multiple ways, but you you apply and are admitted to the University of Florida uh, from the very beginning. Okay. Your core classes, your your like calculus and all the core classes that every student would be taking, those core uh, classes would be taken locally. Mm-hmm. It may take you a year, no more than two years, to complete those core classes. Um, and at the end of the completion of those core classes, 
you automatically transfer to the University of Florida because you are already a University of Florida student, so you're just sure. transferring to a different campus. Okay. In Gainesville, which is about a three-hour uh, ride uh, from Sarasota, and you would complete your engineering program at the University of Florida Gainesville, you end up with a University of Florida engineering degree with no asterisk. You're a full University of Florida engineering graduate. Wow, great. Now, Alan, is this, is this sort of program unique to Florida, or do you think, uh, you know, are there other land-grant institutions that are developing similar concepts? There are uh, other land-grant colleges because, uh, by definition of a land-grant school, they're allowed to work throughout the state. But I think uh, each each community, each state has a different uh, need, a different requirement. I know even in Florida, for example, this is the first of what's envisioned to be more, maybe somewhere around five or six throughout the state. Mm-hmm. And and each one's going to be a little bit different because they're going to be tailored to the local community, the businesses in the community, uh, and the assets of the University of Florida. So it's, it's not a cookie-cutter approach. It's sure. pretty much uh, what's needed. And I think other states are kind of doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I know the University of Texas in Austin has uh, has a, a a lot of work uh, being done in this area as well. Okay, now Alan, you led uh, Sun Hydraulics for many years. Did did you face a lot of challenges in finding enough qualified engineers there, or, or were there other types of workforce issues that you had? We we ran the gamut. Uh, I was at Sun for twenty years, the last sixteen as the CEO, and you know times change. Um, there are times when we're short of capacity uh, because business is booming and we have to figure out a way to get product out the door faster, quicker. Mm-hmm. There are times when there may be quality issues that you have to focus on. So sometimes it's capabilities as well. And so the thing that I learned uh, in the 20 years is the most important attribute of a company is agility uh, to be able to handle what's coming at them. We, uh, we are, we're always short of human capital in some area at any one time. And it goes back to understanding your own internal capacity and capability and constantly reassessing that because it changes as the landscape changes around you. Gotcha. What's your take, Alan, on the, the continued difficulty we seem to have in this country with, with getting young women interested in engineering and, and other math and, and science-intensive uh, careers? Do you think we're doing enough, or, or what could we be doing differently? Yeah, I think women in engineering is a, is a resource that is mostly untapped in the U.S. And, and the reason it's untapped, uh, there's a couple of reasons. Uh, one reason is that typically uh, girls don't get involved in technical things at a younger age. Mm-hmm. And if you take a look at where kids that end up in engineering they start in grade school. In fact, we're spending a lot of time with like fifth graders uh, talking to them about why you should be interested in engineering and what are the careers in engineering. And typically girls at fifth grade, uh, they haven't even thought about engineering or STEM as a career. Boys mm-hmm. have because they're out tinkering with their bicycles or working on their computers or, or whatever. So I think we have to get girls engaged at a much younger age. We can't wait until they're in high school about to graduate saying, well, what about engineering? It has to start at a much earlier age, and it sure. probably has a huge component of, of the home environment that they're in. So I think that's one issue. Uh, the second issue, which, uh, you know, is the maternity leave of, of, uh, of girls, um, it's, an, it's, it's there. It's in, front of, it's in front of girls graduating. 
Um, and so how do companies and how do and how does the female population deal with maternity leave uh, and keeping and keeping somebody engaged after they're in the workplace for four or five years, have a child, how do they get them back engaged in the workforce so you don't wait for 18 years for that female to get back into the workplace in engineering? And that's an mm-hmm. issue that needs to be addressed. For sure. And then lastly, uh, you're going to be one of our keynote speakers at the uh, Fluid Power Technology Conference in Milwaukee on May 16th, 17th, coming up pretty quickly. Uh, Alan, can you give, give us a little bit of a preview about what you'll be speaking on? Sure. Um, I'm going to be talking about technical education in general, uh, and that's like K through college. Um, what I what I see are the opportunities and the needs, and the need to develop a pipeline, um, and not only the need, but the, the how-to to do that. And then what we're doing specifically in Florida to, to address those. And then finally, my perspective on my alma mater, which is Milwaukee School of Engineering, and, and how um, my my education in Wisconsin at Milwaukee School of Engineering uh, set me up for, for my career and, and what colleges and universities are doing well and, and perhaps not doing so well at. Sounds great. Uh, we're looking forward to it. Alan, thanks for joining looking me uh, here today well. on the podcast, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing you in Milwaukee. That's great. Thank you.